Hello and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 47. I'm your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is... James Seelig. What's up, guys? How are you doing? It's been uh, a little bit of an extra time, a little bit later than our normal uh, weekly schedule. It is actually Thursday, May 21st, and we had recorded a good amount of this episode twice already, but uh, there were some issues with a certain MacBook Pro. Yeah, and it's computer, a garage band. Yeah, I think it may have, may have taken like the biggest shit that it's taken in a long ass time. Because instead of like freezing and losing everything after two hours of recording at one time, it decided to just keep fucking up within a half hour, like three times within like an hour. James know. has uh, joined me in getting Audacity, so it's like a good very basic free recording software that you can use and it's easy for me to use as well just to record itself and then usually i'll take my track and james's track and jump on actual like pro tools like a real like full-on like licensed uh sound software but uh for just for the recording this is just a lot simpler especially just because uh my pro tools license is on a desktop and i'm recording on a laptop currently which yeah. makes things a little bit easier and more portable. So, like, I'm really hoping that using something other than GarageBand is going to fix the problem that I've been having because the only common factors in all of it is, like, my laptop itself, which would suck if that's the real problem, or and GarageBand. I've always used GarageBand for recording, and we've tried a bunch of different video calling software and it's always it's had the problem with everyone so let's hope that this fixes the problem yeah hopefully since yeah because we use literally like every single video conferencing uh platform and obviously it didn't work (laughs) i guess yeah we're not doing zoom uh and we yeah trying hopefully trying this and seeing if it if GarageBand is the culprit because honestly it is at this point yeah it's either GarageBand or the computer itself but who knows at this point we'll we'll find out i guess while we're recording this uh this is our first full-on uh run considering just time itself having one of just a test would not really be uh productive efficient for us with the amount of time we usually have or at least time i personally have with things so we're just yeah. going to go into it just to go through what will be now is episode 47 this time again. Uh, we, of course, just because this is still the same agenda from the previous week, uh, this whole week from, I guess, like, uh, well, like the, the 14th on uh, or something like that, maybe a little bit after, uh, that's all going to come in episode 48, which if this goes well, uh, most likely we'll try to record tomorrow. So you guys will get almost uh, maybe back-to-back releases, or I might just kind of stagger the 48 release just a little bit, but still it'll be out next week for sure, if anything, uh, by like Wednesday at the latest, I'd say. Yeah, we'll just we'll just see how it goes, though. But we'll get right into it now, starting with uh, movie TV news. We only got a couple things here. So first off, we finally got a release date for New Mutants. Again, this is... James, the fifth release date for New Mutants. It's been pushed back multiple times, and each time it's been for different reasons. It's gone through everything from just, oh, we have to do reshoots, to, hey, Disney bought us, to, hey, now there's, like, a coronavirus and stuff, so we gotta, just, like, the theaters are closed, we can't do it again. So it's been a whole just kind of 
mess of different things getting in the way of it. Uh, originally, yeah. it was supposed to come April 13th, 2018. Then it was February 22nd, 2019. Then August 2nd, 2019. Then the one we were supposed to get that I was actually excited for, it was uh, April 3rd, 2020. And now it is coming August 28th, 2020. So it's honestly pretty soon. It's not too late. Honest. It's it's like, what, like three months or something away? I'm not too sure, but it's it's pretty, pretty, no, wait, actually, yeah, right? It's like three months, I guess. If it's May. What was the new one? Uh, August 28th. So that would be three months, right? Yeah. It's currently May. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's about three months away, like three months in a week. Um, so hopefully it sticks but also it all depends like the with theaters potentially reopening which the soonest would be july but i don't even know if they will in july uh the two movies in july the big ones are tenet first and then uh mulan after that so depending if we see those two delayed or not we'll kind of determine i guess what happens to the august movies because now most movies they try like theater the the not theaters the distributors uh and studios and stuff pushed everything back like either a year uh a few months or something but a lot of them are just all over in august and september and the fall and which they did you know for safety they don't want to like risk putting it in july where everything's open where now like pretty much tenant and mulan will just rule the theaters if they actually come back and uh, yeah. There won't be much drool anyway, because not everyone's going to go back either. So it just kind of depends. I'm still not 100% clear on, like, phase one, two, and three of reopening. But I think theaters and, like, large gathering events are stage three. So, like, it's going to be a while before theaters are even allowed to be open. Which kind of sucks, but I get it. Yeah, it, it makes sense. I also just, like, really feel bad for the New Mutants, because, like, that last trailer made it actually look really cool. And, like, for it to be delayed over and over for two years when it's, like, basically done, like, just really sucks. Yeah. And, yeah, it does. All right. Uh, next up, we got some Mandalorian news for season two. We actually got a bunch of different casting here. Uh, I'll just mm -hmm. go with the newest one first. Timothy Oliphant, who uh, plays one of the stars in, I believe, Justified, which, you know, is kind of like a Western, I think, cop show, I want to say. Uh, he is reportedly, uh, this is via Slash Films, or Slash Film, uh, he cast as Cobb Vanth from the Star Wars Aftermath novel. Apparently he's like a sheriff of a town in Tatooine called like Freetown or something, and he basically just protects people from like, I guess, the opening uh, crime vacuum that Jabba's death leads into, I guess. Dude, so, that sounds so cool. Yeah, I mean, it sounds, it makes sense to have pretty much, yeah, a western-y cop from a, like, sort of western cop show, but modern, now play a sheriff in a Star Wars film like that. Yeah. In, in like, a desert planet, like that, that like works that's the thing. pretty I well. I don't know why, so. like, we've seen a bunch of Tatooine already, I guess, but just the idea of a sheriff-type show, or, like... Like a western where the it it that just takes place in a desert town on Tatooine, I think could work so well. Yeah, and we got of course Terminator star Michael Bean. So he played uh, Kyle Reese in the original Terminator film. So you know, 
That's pretty cool. I never, I can't remember the last thing I've seen him in besides Terminator. I actually don't know what he's been in, to be honest. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. so he is going to be apparently a unnamed bounty hunter so far. So we don't know, but he'll be some form of bounty hunter in the new season. And of course, you know, we may or may not have Ahsoka Tano in the form of Rosario Dawson. Uh, and then uh, I said it before on Twitter, but uh, Peyton Reed, the director of Ant-Man, and also Robert Rodriguez will be directing episodes. I'm not sure how many. So that will be really, really cool, especially just because Robert Rodriguez is definitely one of my favorite directors. He, of course, has done such beauties as the Mariachi Trilogy, um, Spy Kids, Shark Boy, Lava Girl, Machete, uh, From Dust Till Dawn, all that kind of stuff. Like, he, he's super fun. Newest thing, of course, was Alita Battle Angel. So he's got a good amount of things and... It maybe, maybe we may even have Danny Trejo in it, which guys, we've gotten Machete, we gotten Machete Kills, we didn't get Machete Kills again in space, and technically Star Wars is space, so we could put oh. Danny Trejo there, give him a, give him a fucking Machete, like dude, that would be amazing. That would be glor. That that's it's a loophole because obviously it's not ha like you f you feel like it would happen by now. We would have gotten this third movie, but I guess it, the second one didn't do well enough that it would like make it happen, especially with the way they teased it uh, at the end of two, where it's like, yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio will be the man in the iron mask and all this other bullshit. <laughs> I forget what it was, but yeah, it was just all this crazy stuff. So hopefully, you know, just saying that'd be awesome. Uh, besides that, though, we got two more casting uh, roles. Uh, you'll know Tamara Morrison. Yeah, Tamara Morrison was cast in various roles in previous Star Wars films like Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. You'll know him as every single clone in those movies, as well as oh, Jango yeah. Fett. So he, of course, what, what would be left? Obviously, the clones are hella old now, and... Uh, mostly dead, except we know at least Captain Rex. Well, if you haven't watched Clone Wars I won't, or Rebels, I won't say anything. Actually, never mind. I won't. I won't spoil that for now. Yeah, but, I'm not quite 100 percent caught up on Clone Wars. I think I'm like halfway through. Well, you'd have to you have to watch Rebels to know what I'm talking oh. about. Also, so you'll have to watch that after. Uh, fair enough. It, it'll it'll work. It'll work. You'll see. But anyway, uh. He has been cast as Boba Fett, which works, of course, since they did make Boba Fett a clone in Attack of the Clones. So making him look like Chango Fett and the other clones when they're adults makes complete sense. And of course, he'll he's of course, the actor's aged a bit, so he'll kind of work with that as well, since Boba Fett would be older, too. So that is honestly really awesome. That comes from, uh, I believe, Hollywood Reporter. Uh, that's still reported, so who knows if this is fully true. Like, all these roles, pretty much, it's, like, all a mystery. We only know for sure, I believe, uh, about the directors. Uh, the rest are still, like, most likely true reports, maybe. So, so, wait, have they confirmed that he is playing Boba Fett in The Mandalorian? Not 100% confirmed, but you okay. know how it's, like, these reports always say, yeah, it's gonna happen, and, like, majority of the time they do, unless they say otherwise. It'll, it'll be like that. So for now, I'm kind of more so on the side of they probably are. But you never know. At the same time, it could still be like last minute. 
yeah, dude, that's a joke. You, sh- you shouldn't have fallen for that. And he'll be like, fuck, damn you, Hollywood reporter. And then, you know, all that kind of fun. Fair enough. Uh, and last, one last uh, casting. Katie Sackoff has actually been, uh, you might know her from, I honestly, I don't think I've watched anything that she's in. Uh, unless, uh, James, you said she was in Battlestar Galactica, right? Oh, yeah, she played Starbuck. Yeah, so she was in that show I didn't ever watch, so I don't know anything about it. It's pretty great. Uh, well, good for you, because I confuse it with Stargate all the time, and I never know which one's which. <laughs> That's super weird. Because like, I get the. I just know one's got similar. portals and one's got robots, right? Is that the is that the difference? Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, like, the names are very similar. I'll give you that, but the subject matter is like very different, other than space. I also I also like saying that stuff because I know people actually do like it and it just makes them angry, so it's kind of fun. Uh, like the so, office cold open where Jim was like fucking with Dwight by being Dwight, but like mixing up Battlestar Galactica and Harry Potter and shit. Yeah, just I mean like it's like the fake Star Wars <laughs> Star Trek hate where it's like, wait, do people actually go to war over this shit? That's hilarious. Uh, anyway, uh, so Kitty Sackoff, uh, Battlestar Galactica. She voices Bo-Katan in the Clone Wars series, which is one of the main Mandalorian characters in the show. And honestly, she's really, really awesome. Uh, the way they always, like, have the character in, like, all the different arcs she's in. Like, it's really... Those are honestly usually the better arcs of the series. And she has been cast as Bo-Katan, again, but live action, for this show. And I am incredibly pumped about that because... Also, like, let's say if Rosario Dawson is Ahsoka Tano, if you watch the Clone Wars series, you'll see that they do interact at certain points and why it would fit really well that they're both in this show together. But also, she is pretty much like, after a, at a certain point, she's like the leader of the Death Watch Mandalorians and that are in the Clone Wars and stuff. And if you watch the first season of Mandalorian, you know that Death Watch saved the Mandalorian as a child during the Clone Wars. So right. I am feeling that she most likely could be like a mentor to him at the very least, or like she's the one that trained him maybe since she's like, she would be that kind of person to do it. So, I'm, so I'm really cool. excited to see that kind of thing happen. And just honestly, I just want to see Bo-Katan and I just want more Bo- Bo-Katan. Like honestly, like the, the Clone Wars just finished. This, the show series finale just happened and it just left me going like I just want so there's so much more you could do there's just so much more it's so rich with lore and stories from that time period but it's over now and I'm like I just need more plus I love like the Mandalorians honestly over time have grown a lot with me like I love Mandalorians I love the clone troopers and arc troopers specifically which also have more Mandalorian ties than the rest of the clones if you got into the like legends novels, even though they're not canon now, but whatever. Uh, Honestly, Mandalore and like everything around it has been like it's it is a really interesting part of the Star Wars like universe. Yeah, and I just I, I yeah, and it gives me more. That's why I love the show, and I love like it's it's a combination of a really cool like Star Wars culture within the world, like within that whole thing. But also, it's Western, and I'm like, oh, cool, it's like two of my favorite things at once. This is like, because Mandalorians and clones are like the only two things that are as cool as Jedi when it comes to like that whole thing. Easy. All right, yeah, so we got all that casting. I hope, honestly, all of it's true. I would love that. It would be amazing. 
but we'll we'll see what happens. They'll announce things as they announce them. Since like we also have two other Star Wars shows happening at the same time, at least like they're supposed to be working on you know, uh, catching Andor show, Obi Wan show. So oh, yeah. we'll see which one. I think Mandalorian's supposed to come out first anyway. They they said it was supposed to be this fall. I don't know if it will be now with if there was delays because of Corona, but we'll we'll see. They haven't really said much on that. I don't think. Um, yeah. If anything, too, to hold bide your time, they started doing that Star Wars. Ga- or I think Disney Gallery mandalorian thing which is like a series about the behind the scenes of mandalorian it's on disney plus so you can do that to kill time and it's honestly got some cool stuff with it's worth it just to hear dave filoni who is the pretty much like one of the main creators behind clone wars rebels and he and john favreau work together for mandalorian and he's like one of the he's like that big guy from pre-disney lucasfilm that stayed on and is still doing that stuff, but also had a lot of tutelage from George Lucas. So he still has that old blood stuff that it just puts that big oomph into it that I really, really enjoy. All right. So I just have my phone against the table, whatever. Uh, Next up, guys, we got a bunch of different gaming news uh, that we'll go through. Not too bad. I think we're making good time, James. That like, like there, there's no big Corona news to talk about this time, which is nice. And I'm trying to see if I can recategorize it back into like movie gaming news, if anything. But we got some new things to talk about. Some more shows, digital shows. They keep they keep coming. They don't they don't stop with this stuff, James. They just want us to have more and more digital shows. Now it's time for the independent developers. So there is the Guerrilla Collective Showcase coming which is an indie game showcase, and it's coming in June, from June 8th to June, no wait, no, June 6th to June 8th, and it is being, so this is great, this is from an IGN article by Joe Scribbles, but uh, if you guys have seen it before, kind of funny, the former IGN guys like Greg Miller and Tim Geddes and stuff, they have been doing the kind of funny indie game showcase, where they've actually created their own little like digital showcase reel where it's like a 40 minute video or something. And they have all these independent developers throw in their trailers and gameplay and stuff. So they actually get to showcase it, which has honestly been really cool because it gets the word out there more for the, all these indies, which is really awesome. But it's they're like, not doing that this su- year. It's like surprisingly good production value for like just the small studio that they have. Yeah. And listening to all the <laughs> the lack of sleep they were getting to from it too. Yeah. Uh, so... We're not getting that this time. We, we mean, we're sort of getting it, but not getting it. So this showcase is being, it's part of the IGN Summer Gaming Showcase that they announced before. Like we have two giant showcases for the summer it is IGN's Gaming Showcase that's throughout the summer and Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest that's also throughout the summer that are basically both going, we're both announcing a shit ton of games and almost have the same exact people doing it too. Uh, in terms of like developers and publishers, it's mostly it's most likely going to be that thing where, uh, it's like uh, as an example, they show some Assassin's Creed stuff from Ubisoft at the Xbox E3 press conference, and then they go, "Hey, we're going to show you a different demo of different stuff now tomorrow at the Ubisoft press conference," and then they do that. So it's probably going to be like that between those two if they get the same people and the same developers for the same game. It'll just kind of be something a little bit. Here's one tidbit here, here's another tidbit there, and then we still have our own conference that you can check out too at this time and whatever. And so, uh, back to this Gorilla Showcase. So it's going to be part of IGN's, 
but it's being produced alongside the kind of funny game showcase and hosted by uh, Greg Miller. And it's going to, yeah, it's going to be from June 6th, run through uh, the 8th. And we're going to have everything from like uh, Baldur's Gate 3 to, I believe, the guys that worked on Disco Elysium, uh, ZA slash UM. Uh, and of course, this is actually kind of cool, Rebellion, the guys that worked on Sniper Elite, but also before, like, they were working on uh, what I cared about them the most was they were working on uh, Star Wars Battlefront 3, the original, like, post-pandemic, pre-DICE Battlefront, uh, which I wanted really badly. Dude, it sounded so cool. Like, the idea that you could just get into a ship on the planet and go all the way up to the command ships and like it was literally a combination of land and space battle that was at least cool. we got that now wait no we didn't uh yeah yeah it, it's 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 its own thing they're just different now i don't know yeah it, we, we've, we've gone through our grief of it but yeah so we got that and then we have ubisoft speaking of ubisoft they're showcased now so it's called ubisoft forward they did say they were going to do a digital event just like uh microsoft did instead of having an e3 uh, press conference Caesar. Now there's substitutes that will be, of course, all digital. Their showcase will be July 12th, so it'll be like you know all the Ubisoft stuff, and it's interesting because it's like pretty much an ex- exactly a month after EA's uh, EA Play uh, thing, which will be like their version. So you got EA in June, you got now Microsoft and Ubisoft in July for like their big stuff. It seems like. And somewhere, I'm assuming it's going to be June. I just, it just seems like Sony's going to be in June. Uh, we don't have Bethesda doing anything. They backed out of it, which is actually probably smart of them, since people want so they Elder Scrolls Six gameplay. They're not doing a E3 yeah. They thing they confirmed year? they're not doing anything. Okay. Just like there is no E3 thing either. So this is right. like what, the closest we're getting to it. Uh, one thing I really wanted to talk about fast is. Uh, Ubisoft did say they'd have games coming in the 2021 or 2020, 2021, uh, fiscal year. And it was like five titles, which was, of course, it's going to be Assassin's Creed, Valhalla, Gods and Monsters, Rainbow Six Quarantine, and Watch Dogs Legion. But they said five, which means there's still one more unannounced, which they'll probably announce or say a release date for maybe something we already knew about there. And that'll be the fifth game. So... Obviously, we've had Watch Dogs Legion get delayed, and it seems like it'll come out after Assassin's Creed Valhalla, even though it was originally supposed to be before. Um, I think, honestly, Valhalla will probably be the first game to come out, unless I'm wrong. I honestly don't remember the release dates for, like, Gods and Monsters and Rainbow Six Quarantine, but I do know Valhalla comes out on the current-gen consoles and will come out, I believe, later anyway on the next-gen, whereas, like, Gods and Monsters is, I believe, purely next-gen. I don't know about Watch Dogs and Rainbow Six Quarantine, but I'm not going to look into it, to be honest. Uh, The other, the fifth title, so that's what I want to know, or kind of guess what it is. Most likely, if it's, like, games that have been announced and we're still kind of waiting on, that would leave Skull and Bones, which has been kind of, it's become the next, uh, it's, it's been groomed to become the next Agent, Last Guardian, Deep Down type game of... Uh, an urban myth that we might claim we saw like Bigfoot, but we don't know if it's actually real anymore. And of course, Skull and Bones was like, a, it's like Assassin's Creed Black Flag without the Black Flag, without the Assassin's Creed, I guess. It's just purely pirate game. Yeah, it's like, if you really, really liked the ship combat, it's literally just that. With multiplayer. With multiplayer. 
Yeah, which is kind of like, I mean, you'd say like, oh, we got Sea of Thieves, and it's like Sea of Thieves are all like on a, a crew on a ship, and there's like four of you, whereas Black uh, Skull and Bones is you have your own ship, and if you're doing it with four other people, that means there's four ships going around, and you could basically fight other ships and all that other stuff. And like, it, it did look interesting. I just, yeah, it was like we were shown a certain amount of it, not too much, and... Uh, it wasn't enough where I was like, wow, I'm really interested in this. I was just kind of like, yeah, I'll wait till I see more, I guess. And we just never did. Yeah. If I'm going to be honest, like, I think when I first saw it, I was just like, eh. I'd just rather literally just play more Black Flag if I had the option. Like, I don't really need it. I didn't feel like I needed it to have multiplayer or whatever. It just felt odd to make an entire game based around it. But yeah. I don't know. They could make it good, but we also might never see it again. We don't know. Yeah. Soon, who knows? It could be that game that they just announce and go, hey, we look at, look what's back. And it's also been updated for next gen now because it needed, like we went back to work on it to reconfigure it now for the next gen or something. Because I feel like if there's a fifth mystery game, it would have to be after majority of the other games that have already been like confirmed to be coming of those like other four, of course. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's not impossible that it could be another Splinter Cell game because people have been literally really asking for a new Splinter Cell game for a very long time. That is true. I think the only... I mean, it does have a multiplayer aspect to it too because obviously, like, there is... The way, like, yeah. Eve Skillmont and Ubisoft have been going now has become, like, everything has to be so massive, which does, like, make it harder for stuff like Splinter Cell and Prince of Persia, not to mention, like, licensing issues, I think, or, like, the part of like prince of persia's money goes to like this guy the guy who owns like i guess the licensing rights or something uh it, it makes those two harder to come out which sucks because i think those are the two people want the most out of anything is splinter cell and prince of persia yeah otherwise another game uh that could be the one coming is beyond good and evil 2 Ooh, uh, i know yeah. people have been wanting that I, I never played the first one game. so it's not like a big thing to me i know like i, I might like the second one i just I honestly just haven't been looking into it myself. Uh, but yeah, it could be that. Or, like I said, like so it could be that one of those two games that have been announced we haven't seen in a while. It could be a surprise Splinter Cell or a bigger surprise, like, holy shit, you didn't see Prince of Persia coming, did you? And everyone would be like, oh my god, no, give it to me, please. Uh, otherwise, I don't know what else it would be. It would have to be something, I think, either an older IP or something original because like we already have ghost recon currently we have division currently we have rainbow six currently and already rainbow six quarantine coming out anyway uh we got assassin's creed we've got um oh god i hope it's not just dance uh, <laughs> i don't want it to be just <laughs> the fifth I game mean, is just one. dance it'd be like what the fuck god damn it like nah nah i don't want it to be just dance but hey it saved me money so whatever end time do do just dance i dare you uh next piece of news uh playstation studios is launching as a brand for ps5 titles so this is kind of like um think marvel dc movie intros where it's like a cool animated intro before like when you pop in the game yeah i think it's a cool idea yeah and it's like uh i guess it would be tailored to each game and each developer which i really really like Ooh, I didn't even think of that. that yeah, so I'm hoping it would be that would be awesome. Like it's just like a 
Uh, the best way to describe it would be, I think, EA branding, the way they used to do it for their titles. If you looked at the EA logo for each game back then, when kind of EA was, I don't know, felt cooler and not Dude. the way it is now before they closed everyone. Uh, each game had their own EA-styled logo. Like, it was a very distinct type of EA yeah, logo. Yeah, they did do that. Yeah. And I think if Sony kind of did it specifying to that type of game and stuff and let that developer just mess with it, going like, hey, blah, blah, like, that would be really awesome. To the point where also, I think they said... Uh, it wouldn't just be Sony-owned studios. Anything that's basically being published by Sony would have that moniker. Yeah, dude. Like, look at uh, if they... I mean, I don't think they are going to include Ghost of Tsushima with this because it's, like, coming out soon. I, I think it would be next-gen only, so but like whatever it, their next-gen would be starting yeah, on PS5. Like, that's the thing. It's, like, the if they did tailor that to, like, Insomniac... Not Insomniac. That's not Insomniac. Uh sucker punch if like sucker punches intro would have like infamous games in there they'd have sly cooper and now also ghost of tsushima like they could do an interesting clip show there oh i didn't even think about that i was just thinking like whatever current title it would be for but yeah i would love it if it was like legacy style where you do have like cole mcrath coming in there that would i would love that same with insomniac like there's so many insomniac (laughs) games for playstation it'd be amazing just they for them they would just yeah it would be ratchet and clank a chimera and then spider-man like that would work honestly really well yeah yeah so uh, i'm i'm excited to see what would come of that i i would love it then if they open when they do show their games and the trailers they open with those uh uh sony like basically like a playstation studios like game opening thing for the trailers because i think that'd be really cool just to kind of be like hey check out what these are going to look like when you pop them in and stuff be like yes all right you got me tight yeah unless they're all the same then i'll be like ah it's okay that's fine that's cool uh all right next up we got paper mario james if you want to talk about that for a sec yeah so we haven't gotten much but we did get uh one trailer it's called paper mario and the origami king i think it looks kind of neat because like the opening of the trailer had what looked like the Mario 64 Peach's Castle um, entrance room, but like made out out of origami paper and stuff. And same with like, there was a little origami peach and the, oh, like, I don't know. We didn't get much plot, but we did get a date and shockingly, like we, I literally didn't, I don't think anyone knew about this until they announced or put out the trailer and it's coming out like july 17th it comes out in like two months it's insane wait yeah two months like i don't know i I think it's kind of neat the only issue i it's not really an issue it's just i've never been that into the paper mario games if i'm gonna be honest like they're okay rpgs but they're not the best I mostly just like them for the really interesting art style and like it has, they are surprisingly clever with the jokes based around like paper humor and like the fact that the world is literally made out of paper and everything is like 2D. So I don't know. That's like the main interest I have in the Paper Mario universe is just like the funny humor and stuff. And it's just like another type of Mario. It's, it's an interesting like, Hey, it's this version where it's like, you know, that they, that's how they splice up their, or spice up their RPG. Because would you, wouldn't, wouldn't you say, um, uh, like the, was it called Paper Mario 64 or just Paper Mario, the original no. one on N64? The, 
I think the original Mario RPG 64 wasn't even paper. It was just pa- Mario RPG. And I it was thought actually that, was, really... that was Super Nintendo. Shit, was that a Super Nintendo game? Yeah, that's why I was like, I was assuming, that's why I was thinking Paper Mario was like the spiritual successor to Mario RPG. Because it it's is. like, oh, Mario RPG is like really awesome and, and stuff on SNES, but it's like, what makes it really distinct that, that's like, it, yeah, it is Mario, but it's also like fully RPG, but it stands out. And they're like, hey, make a paper, probably, yeah. I'm assuming. And then that that's what they did on N64. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think there was one on N sixty four. I could be wrong. I know that I know there were. Definitely I think ones it was in sixty. I feel like it was in sixty four because I feel like I remember those commercials of a fax machine or a paper shredder or something. Oh, yeah, I think that's what it was, and because it was like the nineties, so that worked really well. <laughs> Where it's like, I just oh realized it might be really interesting if one of the DLC characters for Smash Bros is Paper Mario, because they've done Toon Link, and that is true, Young Link. But they, and they've be, done Dr. Mario. Does he have distinct, like, attacks that he'd be able to do that's kind of different than regular Mario? Kind of, yeah. I guess he Because we already got like Dr. A... Mario, too. Don't forget that. Yeah. But there are three different... Are there still three? It's like uh, Toon Link, Young Link, and Regular Link. Isn't that what it is currently? Yeah. So they could get really creative with Paper Mario if they made him a character for Smash Bros., I think. Yeah. All right. Or maybe it's Wind Waker Link. I forget. Yeah uh so next up people just call him toon link toon link but as that is the wind waker link right he's from wind waker yeah okay uh so we got all the stuff now from summer game fest these are the first things so i thought honestly summer game fest wasn't going to start until like late may but we already got it on the 12th is when they're dropping bombs immediately yep First, uh, first day. There's like three days in a row of stuff, which I now have three news pieces because of that. First day was Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two fully remastered as a package deal coming September fourth on PS4, Xbox, and PC, with like most of the soundtrack intact. Yes, and that is like they got the the licensing was probably the hardest part of this, but also Tony Hawk is he was like involved in it and everything else. Uh, it's the same studio that gave us the Crash Bandicoot uh, trilogy. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, so that's I thought that was really awesome. I forget the developers' names. Um, Dude, like the screenshots I saw from yeah. the this from what they put out, it looks amazing. It really does. It it look it's crazy because you're like, holy shit, that's from a game how old? And you remastered it to look. This. I mean, it's basically it's the tier of. Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3. It's like the equivalent of that, yeah. except it's skateboarding. Yeah. So it, it's really, really awesome to the point where, like, I didn't play much Tony Hawk when I was a kid. I would usually play it going to my cousin, like, my, uh, going to my aunt and uncle's house for, like, uh, Easter or something. We would go there, and my cousins were a lot older than me, but they'd have, like, a Dreamcast or something. And I'd go and basically be able to get, uh, get to play Tony Hawk and stuff, and I'd love it. That's when I'd, like, just just play it up and really enjoy that kind of thing and it was cool as a kid just because i don't know if i had the attention span to just play a game where i was only skateboarding because i don't really know i don't remember too much about it i just remember having a really fun time with it and being like i want to skateboard and then i sucked at it and i was like i can't skateboard but i'm ready to give this another chance because i just it looks so nice and it looks so much fun and my i feel like i understand mechanics and how to do different moves and stuff now so 
I'm ready for it. And it's really cool to the point where they have, um, I believe if you pre-order it, you'll get access to a specific place, I guess, for a limited time or something. Uh, kind of like they said, uh, it's the equivalent of like when you'd get that demo disc before the actual game. Interesting. I think they were kind of calling on that kind of thing. So I'd be like, yeah, that's kind of cool. Just also to test it out for yourself a little bit. Um, yeah, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this. I think it's going to be really awesome. And Tony Hawk was in it again. I was like, oh shit, Tony Hawk's on the screen. I can't believe it. <laughs> One of the top coolest people in the world of the history of man, you know, Tony Hawk. Yeah. I love Tony Hawk. Uh, so that was Tony Hawk. Very pleased. It was like, all right, you started off with the bang. That's actually, that is actually pretty cool. Uh, that I didn't expect what? that. Yeah, I, I did not see that coming. And then after that, so the next day, they go, hey, we're going to have an interview. And I'm like, oh, I wonder who it's going to be. Like, whatever. I don't I don't know what that means, really. Uh, it could be anything. And it's with Epic Games. And it's the reveal of the Unreal Engine 5. Which and they show us a demo. Gorgeous. Holy shit, it looked good. Like, it was... It was nice. I was I was pretty I was pretty impressed by what they showed us because it, it it was like um, the whole thing about the next generation everyone's been excited about is everything's stronger and faster, so less load times, uh, less in-game um, loading, hide like hiding of the loading where it's like oh you have to it's doing this thing like even in Destiny like look at destiny 2 when you get go too fast into an area it just has that little loading thing uh, go yeah. and you're just kind of stuck but there it does happen Even yeah, in the tower, it's like, there's a spot where it happens no there's a spot in the bunker it does every single time now and it's getting annoying um mm-hmm. when you go to the seraph bunkers in the new uh season but they would be gone hopefully then with the next gen and any other type where you basically they introduce a mechanic or something normally that like relates to it makes you it distracts you because you think it's just part of the game, but it's just another sneaky way, a very clever way, honestly, to make it so you don't get brought out of that experience and you just kind of keep going. And it just slows you down a little bit, but it allows the next area, I guess, to load up with all everything within it. And so now the need for that kind of stuff, it will no longer be required. So it'll be that powerful. But also now we're seeing that not only will that happen, but... You could still have everything look even better than before. And on top of that, have so much detail just all happening at the same time. Dude, the lighting on the rocks. Oh just my in the god, that was beautiful. And then the shadows. Dude, it, it was like, yeah, amazing. Because they were talking about shit like not only can you project light from like a light, any light source you want and stuff like that and have it be like projected realistically through ray tracing they were talking about like light bouncing off of surfaces and shit realistically too so they were like yeah when we turn off light bouncing look how dark the cave gets and shit like i don't know like i'm not really describe it's hard to describe without visuals but it literally like the environment looked photorealistic to me yeah and it was insane it, the, the demo itself was called uh, lumen in the nand of nanite and it was, uh, the full thing was being shown on a PlayStation 5, which I thought was really cool. Like, it, it's the first tease of, like, this is what stuff looks like on the PS5, or, or what you could like, make it look like. Yeah, what the PlayStation 5 is, like, roughly capable of. Yeah, more capabilities than what certain games will look like just because 
honestly, some games are probably not going to look that good. Uh, just not everyone will go that far, I don't think. Yeah. I was but, just blown away by the end of the trailer or the video when the girl was like flying through the city that's crumbling oh, around her and stuff. And I, I was, was just like, like oh. <laughs> there's like no stuttering or anything. I was just like, oh fuck. They were flexing. That was a full. That was a full yeah. fucking flex on. They just were like, check the shit out, bro. Check out these guns. And yeah, yeah it, it was in the form of fucking shit falling apart as you fly through it. And everything from, like, in the beginning where they're like, watch those rocks fall. And I was like, oh, shit. Look at those fucking pebbles. They look amazing. Just the way Check they all fall bats. down. Yeah. These bats can and talk to each other. What? This, the audio, the sound, holy shit. The, the spatial audio there was great. I love that. Just wearing stereo headphones, you could just kind of, you could tell. You can hear it. It was very distinct where it's not just kind of like a flat screen TV where the sound's just coming at you, you can feel a distinction of that sound being 3D and standing out in front of you, which of course as a sound designer, I'm like, oh my God, I love the shit, it's amazing. Like oh, it was man. it was just, uh, it was it was dessert in my ears. It was wonderful. Someone took a Ghirardelli hot fudge sundae and just kind of just poured it into my ear and I said, yeah, yeah, just like that. How'd you know? Uh, don't actually do that, please. I don't know what would happen. I think that would cause a lot of hearing loss. I'm not sure. But anyway, how long yeah, it was, it was leave it in there. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. It's just, I guess it would melt through. I don't, I don't know. I haven't really tested these things out and I don't think I'll plan on it. Maybe I'll have someone else do it. I haven't, I'll think about it. I'll think about it and the funding that would be behind it. But you know, that's, that's for another day. I feel like, uh, but yeah, overall, honestly, yeah, the, the interview itself was kind of cool. At a certain point, I think people were like, oh my god, I'm so bored. And it's like, didn't the fucking thing say interview on it? What did you think was going to be happening? You should be happy that we even got a demo. Like, that wasn't even expected. That was like a cool surprise more than anything. Uh, uh, it was, yeah, it was really cool. And a lot of, they were saying all of it was like, hey, this is PS5, PS5, this is all PS5. And uh, Jeff Keighley, I think at one point even took a dig. He took a, <laughs> he took a dig at uh, backwards compatibility for PlayStation. <laughs> Uh, which is kind of funny. I must not have actually watched the interview part. I think I just watched the gameplay trailer then. Yeah, at a certain point he was like, yeah, you know how... I forget what he was saying. He said he honestly did say something about it where it's just like, yeah, you know, with like uh, the... You know, Sony in the past, like, you know, in the past, like, we haven't been able to play certain games on these anymore and things like that. Oh, no, it wasn't on this one. It was on the Tony Hawk one. Because he's like, oh, yeah, you can't play these anymore because they're not backwards compatible. Uh, and he made sure to mention it. And you're like, oh, I got him, bro. But, yeah, yeah. so it was like, a, that was a good, I thought that was a very, very tasteful jab, personally. Uh, just because, you know, make that shit backwards compatible. What are you doing? Better be for PS5. Come on. And that's more. Besides PS4. Do more. That's true. We haven't gotten confirmation that it- we know we have. They have said that it'll be. They said PS4. Battle. We'll get PS4. But I'm saying I want more. I'm greedy. Give me all. Of it. Well, I'm honestly I'm expecting anything beyond PS4 backwards compatibility. They're just gonna be like try PlayStation Now. Is that what it's called? PlayStation Now. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. think they would be. It would be easier for them to get PS1 and PS2 on there than it would be to get PS3. I think that's the only Possibly. hard one. Which I'm like, yeah, just figure it out, dude. You, you guys, if Microsoft can do it, I feel like you guys can do it. I'm not sure. I could be wrong. Uh, what do I know? I mean, well, not much, see, honestly. Honestly, what I think Microsoft ended up doing for the Xbox for the Xbox was just like, let's literally program in a, a uh, emulator and just yeah, and, and, turn, and they like just and worked on each Xbox. game individually. 
yeah, and turn your Xbox into a 360 when you are playing these games. Like, I don't feel like that would be impossible for the PlayStation 5 with all the power that it's supposed to have. But I'm not really... Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I know you can you can get more into it uh, when if you really wanted to. Like it's the whole thing of like you know Microsoft does all this, make it like yeah. Obviously, I work for Microsoft, so it's like take what I say with a grain of salt. But it, it's true. It's a fact. Like they make it so everyone can play almost anything. Obviously, it's not all the different games, but it's a good amount. It's better than nothing. Whereas like Sony is kind of in the middle, and they're like, ah, oh, you can sort of do PS2 classics, and on PS3 you can do PS1 classics, but for some reason you can't do those PS1 classics on the PS4, and you can't do the PS3 on the PS4. And it just gets confusing there. And then Nintendo is over there like, you have to buy it again every single time. And it won't play on the other one. But just buy it again because we know you will. Because if it says Nintendo, people won't complain. And they will blindly buy it because that's what they do. Which is honestly a fact also. People will just fucking buy anything that says Nintendo on it at this point. If I'm going to be honest, that's like literally the only reason why I play or pay for Nintendo Online. Is so I can play all the old Nintendo games that I've already bought like a thousand times. What's up? What's wrong with buying it an eighth time, huh? You know, fucking. But it's only like twenty. That's the only thing. That's why now. I'm like, all right, Sony's not. It's like Sony. You know, they fucking. At least they're not like that. Like I, th- I think. Hopefully, yeah. you know, it's not that bad. But yeah. So on to the last summer game fest. So that was that was Tuesday, and then Tuesday was Tony Hawk. Wednesday was Pro Skater, and I mean no, Wednesday was uh, Unreal Five. And Thursday, I believe, unless it was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or maybe it was Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever, it was one or the other. Uh, the third one was also, it was like part of Summer Game Fest, technically, I think, but it was also standalone with Sony doing their state of play, which we haven't had one in a while. Oh, it was yeah. the full on reveal, which this, yeah, the full on reveal of Ghost of Tsushima. And it was like a 20, it was like 18 minutes, I want to say, of just like, hey, check this out. Uh, Dude, this is what we've been working was... on. This is what's coming. And like, less than two months the entire time it 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 did get me more excited than i was previously because i was i was excited for the game i think more so for the theme than the gameplay itself just because i was like "Ah, i don't think it's gonna wow me or anything and it is really cool it doesn't like break any ground where i'm like holy shit did you see what you could do in terms of like fighting style and things um it it, it, it's just you know, it's more of like, oh, I'm ex- I'm I'm looking forward to it. It it didn't like make my eyes pop out or anything like that. But honestly, the it- thing about the trail, the gameplay demo that they showed that made me super interested, f- and I don't know Let's why. See if it's the same thing. There's two things that it was the two last things they t- talked about, which is what got me. So for me, uh, what, the main thing was say? like when you get up on like a high hilltop and you just see like all these like clouds of smoke from like campfires and stuff all over the place and the fact that when you place a pin down it doesn't do like well let's draw a line on the ground or whatever it uses the wind to guide your way like i just like that it feels like it's incentivizing you to just like see something in the distance and be like i want to just go there and you just go see what's around like that's what i liked so much about breath of the wild was like that set, getting up to a high place, seeing what's around you, just being like, I'm going to go there and see what's there. And I don't know. And I guess, I it, really would you like say then also, it, it it puts in a lot more uh, interactivity and just like the experience where you're not having to come out of it that often because you go, For sure. that I is really exactly liked, where I want to go. Not yeah, to mention I the really wind system. I really liked the idea of the wind. 
Yeah. So instead of like having look at this arrow you have to follow or whatever, like you know, like yeah. you have to use your compass. It's actually they naturally put in the wind where you're like that. Honestly, is really cool. You're just you Pocahontas, it, bro. Watch, just follow the colors of the wind, and it'll take you where you need to go. And you can use those colors of the wind to just fucking kill Mongolians. Yeah. Yeah. I also just really liked the um, <laughs> like the huge difference in gameplay between being samurai and being ninja. Yeah, um, I, I do like that, and it's definitely it, it is not whatsoever the karma system. Like this is not the infamous good or bad choices and things like that. This is just going, um, you know, honorable samurai, but things might be more difficult for you because you're out there because you're going honorably. Like things are harder. Enemies aren't afraid of you. This is out in daytime. Like they just know you're one guy and shit. And obviously you're fucking badass. You're able to take them on, but it's like. You know, you're not, you don't scare them really. Whereas, so, uh, I'll let you finish. Uh, whereas, uh, the ghost of Tsushima, like you're a ninja Batman that kills people basically. Like at night, you're building up the leg, the legend of the ghost and creating that fear. Where eventually, I guess it'll be enough where guys will see you and go, "Oh fuck, it's a ghost, dude!" And then they run. Like really they're, cool. af- yeah, they're they're afraid of you. And it's during the night, and obviously, like if it's ninja style instead of like samurai style it's not as honorable you're not what you've trained to be it's a lot more you know stealth is i guess in a way dishonorable in terms of like that kind of culture and stuff like that at that time and going that route and i guess like you you, i guess you can like kind of upgrade yourself or like make yourself more powerful and experience in one or the other or both and you can kind of lean on which one you want to do more is the big thing about it and I really do like that it's still, it's like its own thing where it isn't the karma system because I don't think that would work as well in this type of game anyway. So that's the question that I was going to bring up. Because so you bring up the karma system, which was like a huge part of their last few games, the infamous games. And I just thought it was really interesting that in this demo, they specifically, they don't say the stealthy ghost they called him the dishonorable ghost. Yeah. So it made me wonder, like, are they going to do a sort of karma system? But instead of karma, it's honor and dishonor, where if you choose to be an honorable protagonist, you are primarily samurai and you're like, you get abilities that let you wear like more, more defensive armor. You do more damage but you do not do stealth. You just like go head on with people and like, that's your skill tree. And instead of being evil, you're just dishonorable. You don't give a shit about uh, attacking head on and all your abilities are like stealth, like draw people away and backstab. Like I, I mean, I guess I'll continue. Like I would, like you said, I don't think it would work as well for this game. Cause I really would, in a huge open world game like this, I would like to be able to pick and choose when I decide to do one or the other. Like if it's nighttime, I would like to do ghost stuff. And if it's daytime, I'll just like bust through like with as the samurai. But, and I think it'd be really, I guess, annoying if I'd have to play the game two entire times just to play it, like to get a feel of both ways. Yeah, and, and it's also, different for Infamous, too. Like, and that's the thing. It's like, it know. made a lot more sense in Infamous that, depending on the type of person Cole is, he would either use more... My buddy Cole! 
Yeah, he would use either more lethal abilities when he was evil because he doesn't give a shit about not like. That's what I was, I was gonna get into. Yeah, but uh, just destruction versus accuracy. Whereas Jin is just like a normal dude. Like, there's nothing stopping him from being a samurai or a ninja from day to day, besides just personal choice. Yeah, and it it does they so it with the way they would do that. It is still like. It is very, very similar to Infamous's karma style because, like, with Evil Cole, you do have it easier because you're not thinking as much. You're just going full destruction, which obviously does more of... It does a lot more damage, and it just... It's overall damage. Like, you're just going... You don't think about it. You're just going, kablam, destroy everything. Yeah. Whereas, I guess, like, the Ghost has it easier in a way, like, Evil Cole has it easier. The Ghost has it easier because there's less you have to worry about going faster you're just going through the guys um with, with also i guess still like the stealth and everything else in the fear uh you don't have to watch yourself as much or i guess not be as guarded immensely whereas with good coal you were your stuff wasn't as powerful but you were a lot more accurate so you weren't going for overall damage you're going for i'm doing this so i don't hurt people around you like you're you're watching the innocent because you're actually trying to be a hero just like yeah. in any dc marvel whatever superhero shit and as the samurai you are having it more difficult because you're going out there you're being honorable and being like i'm gonna do this out in the open i'm doing this the way i've been taught in terms of like the way my culture has been and that style means all these guys might come at you because they see this dude and they're not afraid of him. He's not some dude haunting them in the night. And they showed, like, everything. They go, everything you do counts. Like, you have to be as accurate as possible, whether it's pairing and fighting guys with your katana or blocking archers' arrows as they come in while watching everything. You're much more aware. You're much more on-guard defensive. Even though you're attacking, you're still on the defensive at the same time, whereas the ghosts are kind of yeah. fully offensive going in kind of being like that that shit it's like fuck you ha, ha, and you're like oh no um yeah i am very curious to see kind of if you have uh, at a certain point do you have to lean more towards one than the other or if it's just going to be even or just you know you it has the power to give you that you can go through both all the way it just kind of i think it i'm hoping it's like yeah it just go at your own pace, choose to up to upgrade more than, like, one more the other than both equally as you see fit. I, I think, honestly, that's probably what they're going to do. Yeah, I would prefer that. Um, the main thing, though, so it, as cool as all that stuff was, and the na so the natural uh, feeling of wind guiding you, of looking around, using the smoke cleverly to give a beacon of this thing is happening, and uh, loving it is fucking dude it's like they put in pocahontas stuff you have the wind guiding you it's the color of the wind and there's animals going hey i want to show you something and you follow the animal which i do love i love that i love that idea where you're following animals like that sounds great even though that straight up i'm like yeah it's well, especially pocahontas like, in japan well i love that it's specifically foxes because like fox spirits are like well there's also a birds major thing in japan you also follow oh, yeah. the birds I really? I didn't. I missed that. Yeah. Yeah, there's a bird. You follow a bird. Um, and then also the fox. And then you could pet the fox, which I know people lost their shit over that. Yeah. Um, 
So this is actually what made this stand out to me that got me really excited. Were two things. One, because, you know, uh, I, I got into myself personally, just in terms of um, Japanese media. Uh, of course, I grew up very heavily on Godzilla. Oh, but yeah. I always watched this like, was cool. Yeah. I watched Godzilla always in English as a kid. And only recently in my life have I actually started rewatching things. Like, I've watched them a million times, but always in English for the most part. Now I'm going through everything more so in, in Japanese, kind of getting it in its natural take. And uh, with animes too, like originally I fucking watched like Inuyasha and shit in English on Adult Swim. And I was like, oh shit, you know, it's Inuyasha going like, Kagome! And then, uh, like, I think the last season I switched it to Japanese. So then even Inuyasha is going like, Kagome! And you're like, oh, this is vastly different. Um, but I, I learned to appreciate kind of like, you know, watching things in Japanese and like reading it in English as it goes. There's specific things I don't like. Um, mostly like old Gundam, Cowboy Bebop, um, some uh, Studio Ghibli stuff and things like that. But uh, for the most part, I've been trying to more so when I start, if I start a new anime or something, which it's very rare, I'm trying to get more into it. Um, I'll watch it in Japanese and just do like subtitles and stuff. So for Ghost of Tsushima, sorry, that was long just to get to this, but Ghost of Tsushima is giving you an option that you can, even though it seems like it's naturally made, for English, like you can kind of tell with the character animations of their um, their mouth movements, it is still going to be fully. You can have the option to put it in Japanese and have English subtitles. And I was like, I saw that, and I was like, I'm doing that. I'm just oh, straight up going full in Japanese. I'm playing that in Japanese, so I'll be listening and just watching everything as it happens. I'll be. It'll have me so much more focused and immersed. Like I will never look away now. I'll be focusing on it completely, which I'm really excited for. But even more so, if you watched uh, old Akira films uh, like Seven Samurai and things like, like just all those old black and white samurai films that inspired spaghetti westerns like like Fistful oh, of yeah. Dollars and things like that, like the Clint Eastwood stuff. He, it's like, you know, black and white samurai style. Samurai cinema is what they're calling this mode, is samurai cinema. And Dude, they straight up are doing it black and white. On. Yeah, it has the fucking film grain. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, I don't know. I do want to enjoy the color of this world, but I will definitely most likely be switching between... I will for sure have it all in Japanese. And I'm going to be switching between um, cin uh, Samurai Cinema and like just regular color just because yeah. it looks so much fun to just do like that. And I'm, I'm just like, oh, dude, hell yes. I am so ready for this. Just because also um, now grown up more and uh looking more into godzilla and other things like that just enjoying it a lot more i'm much I, I am more and more interested in japanese culture as i get older and i just th things like that are these small little things that put into this game make me very happy and that's why now this game just went from like yo i'm, I'm excited for this it's me good time to like yo fucking give me this shit dude i want to go with the samurai cinema fucking talk to these animals and just fucking kill these dudes let's go this is gonna be great yeah, I'm definitely going to at least turn on Samurai Cinema for a bit, because it looks super interesting and fun. Yeah. So, this is coming mid-July, one month exactly after Last of Us Part 2, pretty much, uh, which it'll take less less than a month for people to finish Last of Us, so it's like perfect space, we're getting both, and it's still before like Cyberpunk and PS5 and things like that, so... I'm excited for this, but yeah, I got this in Last of Us, so I gotta, I gotta fucking keep going with that backlog, James. But James, guess what? Eh? That's it for the news, and we're only we're an hour in. Ooh, we shit. did it. Yeah. 
Uh, so like I said, guys, there is, of course, all this other news, but we're not doing that until episode 48, which we'll have sh- uh, up pretty much like uh, we'll be recording that hopefully tomorrow. So I'll have that all ready most likely by then. Uh, and you guys will get it by like Wednesday or something. But until then, James, did you want to talk about... Did you want to talk about what we've been playing and watching? Something we've been wanting to do forever, but there's always news and we've been talking about like Godzilla and Kong and Westworld all the time. Yeah, I'm hoping that I can at least get through a few of these things, maybe, hopefully. I don't know what to choose first. I think, because, do you want to, what do you think? Do you want to go till exactly like an hour and a half? Do you want to do it shorter or do you want it longer? How how are you feeling right Um, now? What are you feeling like? Let's try to do like an hour and a half. All right, so we'll do 30 minutes. Then I might have some more time to study. Yeah, this guy's still, he's still schooling from home, guys. Remote school, fun college remote stuff. Yeah, and quarter system, so like states, uh, like uh, semesters should be finishing up now, whereas uh, quarters, you know, they're still going, depending on the school, I guess. All right, so the way we'll do this is we'll switch off. Uh, we'll keep pretty much any time now for the current, until we can like run out of shit to talk about, hopefully, uh, eventually, maybe, as we'll just go back and forth. We'll choose a game or a movie or whatever. Personally, I'm going to save the big one I got, The Witcher, just because I, it, it's still too big to talk about in this small span. So I'll keep that one on hold for now. But let's uh, let's get into it. James, I'll let you go first. So what are we doing first? Ga- uh, what have we played? Or whatever you want to do. It, you could choose a game, you could choose a movie, a TV show, whatever you want to talk about. It doesn't matter. Um, we'll do it all out of order. It doesn't matter. You know, honestly, okay. I've still mostly been just watching stuff for a while. So my, I'm going to just start with what I played because that's a pretty short list. So I could just clear that out. So right. I have mostly been playing Animal Crossing. That's, that's, that's still my main game. Wow, James. It's just in between. I've also been playing Animal Crossing. Actually, we can yeah. kind of talk about that together. Though. But how, how have you, uh, how much have you played so far? What, what are you at? What have you been doing? What, tell me uh, your, how is your island, James? I actually have. I haven't seen it. So... I just got my upper uh, room, which I oh you're you're yeah you're definitely ahead of me yeah yeah uh, I have a few bridges I have a few inclines that's pretty tight and, bro but I've also gained the ability to like reshape my island if I want to oh the terraforming stuff I've been I've been told about that I also have not gotten there either so I've done a few things and I also found that like if you have a part of your rivers that are narrow enough your character can actually just like hop over so oh, yeah with a little pole yeah no not even without the pole if oh like if, a, if it was enough, like if you were jumping over like a hole you dug too yeah exactly like that narrow okay so if it's like a one space river i guess it'll do that so like the, i made a few of my rivers a little bit narrow in like one or two spaces where i would like to put a bridge at some point but in the meantime i like don't want to spend the money because I want to finish off my house and stuff. Dude, like, getting your upstairs is, like, over a million bells. Well, I, if if I play my cards right this week, I won't have to... That's not... That's chump change, bro. It's uh, yeah. fucking chump change. Yeah. I, so, um... Well, actually, I'd like to know, James. What, what have you named your island? What's your island name? Believe it or not, Rivendell. <sighs> this fucking guy. <laughs> um, I named my... <laughs> I named mine Catalina. Right. I actually, I, yeah, I did it honestly because, um, so James and I went, we went to the same, uh, K through eight school and our eighth grade trip was to Catalina Island, which is an island off the coast of like 
at Los Angeles, like off the, it's by the town or city, like small area called San Pedro or San Pedro Harbor. And it's a really cool island where half of it is like, I guess, a resort type place where I guess wealthy people can just fuck around and shit. We went to the other half, which is actually a youth educational area where you actually stay in like cool little cabins and there's like, you know, mess hall for food and stuff, but you're more so going on hikes and learning about nature and things like that and getting fucking... James, do you remember the fennel cookies? No. I can't believe you. James, James act... okay, so this, this is crazy, guys. James has... Actually, I have something else, too, but James has a shirt. We got shirts from Catalina. They gave us these free shirts that had, like, these fish on them and shit. I do still we were have 13 years old. He can still wear that shit. I don't know it how... I don't fucking... Like... It must have been huge for me when I was a kid or something. And I, I like, I do remember at the time having this mentality of like, why well, get a shirt the same size that I am now? I'm going to grow out of it in a year. So I think I was like, I'll get one bigger. And that shirt actually aged well too. I know, right? It's like, we, it, I don't know how, but it may be the most intact sh- shirt, oldest most intact shirt I actually own. Yeah. I don't know. And it how. doesn't, it doesn't have any holes, right? No. Yeah, I don't know what you made it out of. I would never wear... So, like, I know, like, you know, it's cool to... If you if there's a shirt you really like and it's, like, it's got some holes and it's, like, fuck it, you know, I'll wear it in my house and whatever. But if I'm going outside, I'm not going to fucking... I'm not putting a hold-up shirt going, like, going on out in the town, like, hey, what's up, guys? And it's, like, you fucking sleaze and be, like, I'm so sorry. Uh, but, yeah, that shirt... He's had that shirt forever. And I actually still have my beanie, which it did get a hole at one point, but it's been sewn up, like... Uh, I remember, I think it was, like, high school or something. And I was like, Mom, I my fucking beanie. And she's like, I'll take care of it. And I was like, thanks, I can't sew. <laughs> but, like, dude, I used to rip all this shit all the time when I was a little little kid. My mom used to sew all that shit. It was great. Um, yeah, so, anyway. Yeah, so I made my island Catalina. Uh, after, uh, after the, like, coolest island I've been to. Like, cool little island I loved going there. And it was such a great experience for me. So I was like, ah, fuck it, Catalina. But also, I thought about it later. I don't know how, but you know how you can make your own custom shit? In this game, like custom shirts, I guess. Yeah, dude, I'm so bad at doing that pixel art stuff, but like the designs that you can look up and just like put in are like, people have made some crazy shit. Yeah, there's, uh, I think I'm, there's uh, drawings of me on one of my friends, maybe a couple of my friends' islands, I think. So, no, I hate it. Um, (laughs) It's a fucking, it's a terrible, it's a drawing my friends use as a meme against me now. Because it was like for during school, someone had done art of a bunch of us for a, a nerf thing when we used to do our H- humans versus zombies nerf stuff. Um, and because I was like one of them, like for, there was like human zombies. I was like a big human leader in that shit. And they had like their cool poster had me their their poster had me in it, but I look like Squidward. Like, my nose was Squidward nose. I don't know how, but it just, like, I just, it was, like, in the the face I make in that, I'm just, like, what the fuck? And everyone basically was, like, I'm taking this. And they, like, cropped it out and then turned it into a meme. But someone now made it into a pixel design and put it in their house in Animal Crossing. And I was, like, you motherfucker. And then they gave the code to everyone else. And I was, like, you suck. Um, but I wanted to actually make like a cool, you know, exclusive thing that people can visit my place and get. And I was like, hmm, what would be cool Catalina wise? I'm like, nothing that's actually like that. It has to be something funny. And I thought of, uh, Step Brothers. It's that fucking Catalina wine mixer. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, I want to do something like that and just like, I think that would be really cool when I get the chance. I haven't really tried customization stuff yet, but when I do, uh, I want to do that. So when you visit my island, I'll be like, here, this is your island exclusive fucking Catalina wine mixer shit. I don't know. I think it'd be pretty cool. Um, yeah, my, my house, uh, I, I'm, I got the second room expansion. So I have the second room now. I haven't gotten the third room or the upstairs yet. Uh, I, I did do like, I forget how many turn up, how much money I put in the turnips, but I, it was enough where I could easily pay off more than pay off like my bridge and my current like room. And I've actually, so with the current turnip stocks, James, I have spent this week over 800,000 bells on turnips. Jesus. So I'm, I'm rolling big, dude. I spent 106, I think. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to... Hold on, keep talking for a sec. I got, my cat's doing something weird. Okay. Guys, his uh, cat is burning his house down. They, they do that. His, his cats are crazy. He's walked away. He's walked away from his fucking mic. He's taken off his headphones. His cat is currently murdering him. The cat has murdered James. James is now dead. The cat is going to become the new co-host. Um, I don't know which cat it is, but, you know, it's whatever. Anyway, so James, what I was saying, don't worry about anything else I've said. You'll have to. Oh, that's great. I was just talking about some some stuff. Don't worry about it. Um, you'll if you uh, listen later on, you'll find out what I said. It'll be a uh, nice little Easter egg. Yeah, it's not about you dying at all from a cat. Anyway, uh-huh. um, don't worry about it, dude. Yeah, so I'm hoping one of my friends has, or myself, if my island has it, that would be amazing. But yeah, I'm looking for over 500 prices per turnip for, you know like in bells like 500 bell turnips yeah. give me that shit i will come to your island and i will be like i'm rich because i will have basically over four million bells from this stock <laughs> and it'll be fantastic Damn. Uh, it's, it's, yeah like, that's why i'm like I, I just said fuck it i'm going all in and like throughout the week i've already like I, I pretty much put in almost all of my money except for like i think thirty thousand or something and now I've already gotten to like 79 or something just from like, you know, just random like excess fish and stuff like that and bugs and whatnot. But I'm honestly loving it. James, I, how many Animal Crossing games have you played? Because this is my first one. I think I might have played a little bit of all of them, if I'm going to be honest. I, I So as someone who never wanted to play, I always looked at it like when it came out on GameCube. I just remember hearing about it, and it's like, what do you do? Oh, you know, you gotta clean your house, and if you don't, you know, the the weeds come, and you have to give money to this raccoon. And I was like, this fucking sounds terrible. Have fun with your life, dude. And I never touched it, and also had a PS2 instead. So it just never dawned on me to touch that game. And then, you know, new versions came out, and people would tell me more about it. And I was like, so now just, like, at that point, I guess Farmville came out. And all I thought was, you're just fucking playing Farmville, but you spent $60 on it. It sounds... Why would have fun with that? I, I'm gonna be over here playing real fucking games, dude. And I never understood it, and I would never have bought it if we weren't in quarantine. So, I, I already talked about, it, I think, previously why I got it last time, but yeah, so or why I got it, uh, about like the Godzilla statues and shit, but yeah, so being the first time playing this game, I'm like, I get it. This is so tranquil and nice, it's a very good yeah. stress reliever, uh, reliever. Like, I, I really enjoy, um, my That's main exactly thing. It. The museum, James. My museum. That's I love this museum. I love catching and putting all these bugs and it these fish in there. It may be one of the most satisfying like collection mechanics in a game I've ever played. Somehow, 
yeah, it, it, it's really, oh my god, it just feels, it feels so nice, because you're not, you're not traversing a fat map going through, like, this whole world finding flags and other shit. It's just like, yeah, it's the bugs are in season, and they're not all here at the same time, so you're not going to get overwhelmed. It's just certain ones. And if you catch multiple, this dude might come by, and you can turn three into a statue or something, which I have already saved up all these really cool, vibrant-looking butterflies, as well as, uh, James, I... I figured out because I couldn't. Have you gotten anything from the pier yet? I don't know if you get anything specific from the pier. Oh, James, how has this happened where I know something that you don't in a franchise you've played longer than me? Weird. Just like I've been fishing at the pier. I didn't think there was anything specific. There are uh, fish, the big fish that only can be caught there. Huh. Um, currently, uh, this season for Northern Hemisphere, it is the. Uh, uh, fuck, I forgot its name. The Trevole and Mahimai. Oh. So you can only get those there. Before that, it was the tuna and the the, the marlins. You can only oh, get there. Oh, okay. No, I definitely got those two. I just thought that that was just general ocean no. fish. And anytime I went there, uh, it would always be the small shadow fish, so I never got it. And then when it would, would be a big sh- shadow, I was like, oh, is it going to be it? And then it would be that stupid fucking sea bass that's a C plus. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, okay, this is where I would, if I could just stab whoever did put in the fucking C plus shit. And then how many sea basses are in this fucking game? I fucking hate sea bass. Fucking sea bass. If I actually, I would actually now, if I go to a restaurant, they go, oh, today's special is the sea bass. I'm like, get that fucking shit out of here. I'm not eating that. I'm not eating sea bass, dude. Not after, not after the PTSD that this game built for me. I just wanted the fucking oarfish, bro. Which I actually, I, James, I got all those little manila clams. And I made like 26 fish bait because I watched like a video. This dude's like, yeah, I have like 200 fish bait. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so I was like 26 for now. Let me just try it. And I put it in the pier. This is like two days ago or yesterday or so. I think it was two days ago. I got out of 26 fish bait because the whole thing is like you throw it. A fish comes. Yeah. You can throw it again and that fish will go away and a new fish comes. It just so, makes fishing a lot easier. Yeah. And I did it until I would get the big shadows each time and I catch the big shadows. I got... Two oarfish. Damn. And two mahi-mahi out of 26 baits. I was so pleased. Before that, I had already caught in one oarfish before, and I was like, okay, oarfish are leaving this month. If I can get, like, three, I would be so happy because then I could have that one that's already in the museum. I mean, there already was one in the museum. But then I could have three more and make that cool statue, I guess, of it if, like, you do the one with the fish. I already had one, so then I had three. Today I got another one. So now I have three. I have one in the museum, three for a statue, and one as a pet or fish. And I'm oh, like, nice. yo, this is so rad. I am so happy about this. But now I'm like, okay, I just need the um, Trevole. That's pre- it. Just got here and it's not going to go away for a while. But I'm like, okay, now I have that um, uh, strategy, and it'll just be also useful on cliff sides because there's like specific cliffside fish. And James, I've gotten into this game. Like I really like this stuff now. I didn't know there were cliff fish. Yeah, there's uh, fish only on the cliff areas by the rivers. Uh, the salmon, the, I think right now, I okay, this huh. is really, this is really um, um, OCD about this, but you know how I, you know, I make lists of shit? Yeah. I made a list of, I wrote down all the fish and bugs I'm missing uh, in the current season oh, that, that makes are like here. Sense, though. And I wrote it all, this actually does, because there's no guides, you have to like, you know, so I wrote it all down. And I put, like, you know, this is the 
shadow size and this is these are the times these bugs and fish come out and shit so i'm like okay i have it all down and i'm like crossing it off as i go and i'm like i fucking got it i have almost all the bugs that are currently out now except for the ones that involve uh like the fleas because mm. i somehow have not seen that yet from the villagers and uh flies and ants from like i guess rotten shit um, but like oh. those guys and, uh, I can't fucking scorpions, bro. And I didn't get tarantulas before that either. I- I'm having trouble with that. But yeah, man, I'm, I'm just so into it. So fucking into yeah. this game. I'll, I'll usually do it in like small little 15 minute breaks I have during work and other times. But like, uh, it's definitely, it, it's a weird game where I'll play it for a while during the day, put it away and then come back at night. Cause I'm like, okay, then now there's like all this different shit out here now. So yeah. it's like, yeah. I play pretty similarly, like mostly in between like doing homework assignments and stuff. Like when I feel like I need a break, Animal Crossing is a nice break. Yeah, I would say so. It's it's just yeah, it's the my spiritual successor to Journey and Flower. I feel like because I don't have to, I don't care about this debt, and there's no interest, which is very nice. You know. Yeah, you could just do it at your own pace. Yeah, at first I was like, oh fucking debt, but after a while I was like, oh this is fun. I like get it now more so because I'm like okay. Uh, the first room expansion I got, I'm like, this is my bedroom. The second one I got, I kind of put a guitar and some amps in there, but I'm going to change it to, uh, I think, a bathroom. And then the third uh, room on the right side I'm going to get is going to be the kitchen. And then the upstairs, so I know you're supposed to get an upstairs and a downstairs. So that's going to be, I haven't decided yet, but I'm thinking of all these different things from like a cool like little man cave to, um, I don't know, like a cool like secret fort library or um mystery detective i haven't decided i'm like there's so many possibilities and i'm so excited i'm also like uh moving all like the my island because it's you know the the rivers uh divide certain points so technically my island is made up of like three sub islands so like Mm -hmm. one island on the left side i'm like all right all the fruit trees i have all the different fruits and stuff they're all going to be on this island on the island on the right will be all the non- um, fruit trees and stuff, but all very few of them. And also, I'm gonna put like all the flowers there, or maybe I mean I'm either doing flowers there on the cliffs on both, and then uh, I'm making like a cool Godzilla area with like giant monsters. Uh, so that's gonna be cool. I'm also gonna try to get. There's four different colored Godzillas apparently, and certain islands will have that huh. one type. Yeah, there's like a red, a blue, a black, and I think green or gray or something. I forget. But uh, your Nook ATM will have only one type, and someone else's island might either have the same type or a different one. So I, I just have to find that. the other people that'll have all those different ones, yeah, and, like, trade with them. So I'll have four Godzillas. Each Godzilla will cover north, south, and east, west at the be- like those beaches, and it'll be, like, the four guardians of my island. It's going to be so awesome. That'd be super cool. Yeah. I-, I Dude, I never thought I'd get so much into this game where I'm like, this is a... This is everything I've always wanted. Oh my god. Yeah. So I guess it's the one other oh, like game that I've been playing mo- like recently anyway is uh, so that card game based off of League of Legends, Legends of Runeterra. Oh, how is that? Because like, so I'm still sort of apprehensive about playing Hearthstone because it's Blizzard, and I'm still like against their decision with the whole Blitzchung thing. Although I thought about it the other day, and I think I've been boycotting them for literally longer than Blitzchung's um, current ban. Because I think they shortened it to six months. So Mm. I might... 
I might at this point feel comfortable playing uh, Blizzard games, but it depends on how I feel. Uh, so I figured, like, well, since I can't play Hearthstone and let uh, the Elder Scrolls card game didn't really hit, sit, like, do much isn't that, for me. Isn't that end of life anyway? Huh? Isn't Legend the Elder Scrolls Legends card game ending? Oh, I didn't even or know is that. It, or it's either that or it's, uh, yeah... I think they were ending that. It was like there was stuff happening to that in Gwent, where I think like Gwent was now not having any uh, expand. Like it wasn't going to certain platforms. It was being now uh, kept like digital, uh, mobile or something. I don't yeah, know. But I never really got into Gwent either. So like I just didn't really like it that much. So anyway, so I, I figured to give Legends of Runeterra a shot just because I I like to play a card game every once in a while. And despite the fact that I don't really know most of the characters from League of Legends, because there's like over 100 at this, at this point, it's a really fun game. And I think what I like the most about it is that it doesn't feel like they just straight up tried to make like Magic the Gathering, but with League of Legends characters. Because that's how both Hearthstone and um, Elder Scrolls Legends ended up feeling, was like they were trying to make Magic, but not quite Magic. This mm. game feels very different because it has, like, the... Like, I don't want to spend too much time explaining all the rules of it, but it's just, like, the way each turn is played out and, like, the freedom you have of, like, just deciding whether you want to attack first or if you want to summon monsters. And there's, like, a really interesting back and forth between you and your opponent that it just, like... I really, it's it's fun. It's surprisingly fun, I guess. Uh, Also, what I like is that, like, they tried not to be super money grab, or money, what's the word about, uh, that I'm thinking of? Money grabbing? I guess so. Like, they're, they're, like, trying to microtransaction it. Yeah, so, like, there are microtransactions in this game in the form of, like, you can buy different emotes and... Uh, customizable card backs and tabletops and stuff like that. But, but not comes, play to win. Or pay to yeah, win. But, but yeah, they tried as hard as they could to make it not pay to win such that like any you can go into your collection and see all the cards that you don't have and like you still you'll earn packs off of like just doing uh, gaining experience and stuff like that and sometimes those packs will have like what are called wild cards and those wild cards, you can literally just exchange for the the same level of um, rarity for that card. So you could literally just be like, I have, you know, this many uncommon wild cards, and I want this card that is an uncommon card, but I don't have any. Literally just use a wild card, and it becomes that card. Mm. So it's like... I kind of like that if I start playing against other people and I start noticing certain cards that like, wow, that would be really useful to me, but I don't have it because I have some wild cards stashed up. I can't just go and get it. So I think they did a really good job with that. Nice. I also like that uh, you can, like I said, that you get experience and you earn packs. You actually choose specifically which types of cards you want to get. So like there's... They split them up between the different regions that apparently League of Legends has in its world map, which apparently there is one. Uh, and so if you want card, like each region has different types of cards, I guess. Like, 
I, I couldn't really tell you what each region is like super special at, but it, it like it, the game actually tells you what each one is good for. So I was <laughs> like, okay, I like cards that tend to buff each other up and stuff like that. And that's like this one and this one. So I'm going to set the, the ice land or whatever. I forget what it's called. Like uh, kind of like the, the land cards or whatever. Like yeah. The, the... Well, it's like I'm going to set my game to unlock characters from this region of the game. And now, as I gain experience, until I change it, those are the cards that I'm going to start gaining. So I just, I don't know. I just think it, they did a really good job of trying to make it feel fair, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Surprisingly fun game. Yeah, I've never, myself personally, you know me, I don't really get into card games, even like physical card games that kind of dropped off of either. Like I got magic cards at one point and sold them all. But yeah. I guess if I did one, it would have been Elder Scrolls Legends, because I guess I would look just like for an MMO, I'd look not necessarily like oh this is playing really cool but more so like i guess like this is a universe i'm already somewhat invested in i guess yeah uh, but yeah just not my own cup of tea but that's awesome that you like that and i'm glad you found an alternative to hearthstone or hearthstone since like you know with everything going on or yeah. had been going on previously um i guess we got time for my second one and that should be it because we're closing in but i'll make it fast um I did want to talk about it previously just because it was current. Uh, the Destiny 2 Guardian games were happening, which was like uh, the Destiny 2 Olympics. It went by... James, did you hear about this or see anything I, about it? I heard it? about it, but because I haven't had a chance to play Destiny in such a long time, I just was like, you know, if I'm not... Traitor. Even gonna, yeah. It's like, I really wish I had more time to play it because it really is the kind of game that you could just it could be like your entire day every day if you want that's to. the whole thing it's a you, i have my backlog of games and then destiny 2 is a game where i have a backlog in that game yeah and i'm like fuck <laughs> this fucking game but it's 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 an mmo now so it makes sense where i'm like oh there's so much i want to do or i want to just complete all this shit but not that far you know i'm not like yeah. ultra completionist i have like a clanmate that fucking goes all out with all three characters he's already maxed all three out oh damn nice yeah yeah but yeah i i did hear about the guardian games thing and i was like oh man that's such a cool idea yeah and it, <laughs> i it wish my character was. wasn't so fucking far behind dude you would have won you didn't have to do anything you just could have gotten the class piece and you would have been Titans like master pa- master class fucking and... well you guys won but do you know why do you know why they won heard... do you know what happened all the fucking shit. I heard shit. that there was a weird like alliance against the hunters specifically. So, not okay. So that's actually not really. So the whole thing, which this is hella true, if you looked online, you had when the hunters like the first day. So the hunters won the very first day. It was like each day there's a winner, and then I guess the winner overall would be the one that won the most days or whatever or something like that. Hmm, okay. uh, the whole thing was like you get a special class item and. It would turn bronze, silver, or gold, depending on the previous day's win. So if you got gold yesterday, for the rest of the day following, you would have your um, class item would be gold. And I guess it would, by the end of the event, overall, the winning team would have, you know, gold for the rest of the year. And it would be seen for the rest of the year in the tower, too. Like, these guys are the winners of this entire year. Like, they're gold, and then... The other guy's bronze, and this class is the fucking bronze class and shit. So the first day, Hunters won. Because also, keep in mind, there was more, the Hunters are the most numerous class. Like, people 
most people play hunters in the Destiny 2 population. and Especially in the competitive side, I think. So, James, do you know who got third place overall? I'm guessing hunters. Hunters! Do you know why? <laughs> uh, well, I, I just said I thought it was an alliance against them, but is there something else? No, there's so much else, James. Do you know who won? I thought it was the Titans. Titans won, and Warlocks basically basically were every day, no matter what, were always second place. The Warlocks were just always second place. So the whole thing, huh. if you went online, when the Hunters were winning, you just had Titans and I think maybe Warlocks just talking shit online, going, oh, you fucking whatever fucks, whatever, like, you guys suck ass. And then, and the Hunters didn't say shit, it looked like. It looked like, for the most part. You then, now all of a sudden, the Hunters, the Titans are winning. What do the Titans do? Oh, y'all fucking suck shit. Y'all fucking suck ass and shit. What do the hunters do? They don't say shit. Same shit. And I was like, you fucking crayon eating bastards that go, oh, smash, go boom in the fucking crucible and shit. You, you guys know what I mean if you play. You know exactly what I mean. So, yeah, don't, don't Bungie, mess with Titan Smash. It's fucking Yeah, they get they fucking, they're an entire class that just needs to be nerfed when it comes to PvP. I hate it so much. Uh, anyway. I find it so funny that you say that, because every time I play as my Titan and go up against a Hunter, and I get hit with the Solar Blades, I'm just like, duh, fucking Hunters are bullshit. No, nah, dude, you guys, the Solar, they only recently made the Throwing Blade good enough that you can finally kill someone with it in one shot. It took forever. We didn't even have that. Whereas Warlocks have handheld Supernova plus really good grenades and Titans have still good grenades, but then their melee just kills you and you're just like, what? Because they come yeah, out of that, nowhere fucking full speed. I will admit speed. that shoulder charge is like annoying if it You've been you. killed by other Titans and you know as a Titan too. It does suck. I, I will give you that. So because the Hunters have such a high number, Bungie uh, skewed it to where their medals were worth less. Uh, so it made up so it would be even for everyone. So because of that, Titans and Warlocks medals were worth a lot more in terms of just like points and stuff. I don't know exactly how much, but it was enough that it kind of fucked with that. But also here was the other issue. Hunter cloaks kind of stand out a little bit more than like Titan, is it Titan Marks and Warlock Bands? Yeah. So Hmm. if you look at the fucking Hunter cloak, it is, it's ugly. It is just ugly. It's like this: these two bars that are sticking out of the head. It just doesn't look good. So apparently, this is apparently what I've heard from through the Destiny grapevine of people playing was Hunter mains or whatever disliked the cloaks so much they were like, "This isn't. I don't want to go for anything like this." They switched to other classes because they were like, "This is gross." Oh, huh? So you had hunters say "fuck that," and then you had also the combination of the metal skew. Which didn't pretty much either, I'm pretty sure, account for people switching classes and whatnot. So, I I like, I I took each class and put them in, like, just to get the class item at least for the year. But yeah, like, I went through as the hunter the whole time and just kind of like, I got, dude, it was a grind, but like, I did every single triumph for the event. Uh, Because the the cool thing about it was, one, you had to do 7 out of 11 triumphs to get the exotic, which I believe was, um... Uh, Air Apparent, I want to say. I think it was called. It was. It's an exotic machine gun. And I, I, I honestly haven't even tried it. I was just kind of like, uh, whatever. Um, but yeah, it's like an exotic machine gun, I think. And um, watch me, watch people be like, what the fuck's wrong with you? It's a rocket launcher. I'm pretty sure it's a machine gun. I completely forgot I haven't paying attention at all. I was more interested in the ghosts, actually. So the coolest ghosts I've ever... Like, they're really, really cool ghost designs. Where uh, it's a snake around a ghost for the hunter... 
uh, uh, ah. an eagle, I think, around it for the warlock, and a griffin around it for the... It's either a griffin or I think it's a lion. A lion for the, the titan. And it doesn't matter what class you are, you just choose one each week. So you get a, you have to get a certain amount of laurels, which are like the points you get well, uh, from doing your class abilities while wearing your class item you'll get these laurels and like if it's your class it's worth three points if it's another class it's worth one or whatever you get it through various activities and um you get a certain amount for the week and you unlock a ghost and you basically have to do that amount each week to get all three ghosts like you can only get one ghost a week no matter what like per account so that was the main reason I'd come back. But by the time I had like gotten the third ghost, I was like, I may as well just kind of get all the triumphs and get like the emblem and the shaders and stuff. So I went out a lot for it. Like overall, the, the event was fine. It honestly, it's what faction rallies could be. Like it was a great, it, it was like Ooh, a spiritual shit. successor. It was, a, it was honestly, it felt like a spiritual successor to faction rallies, but more class-based. Oh, that but would be could, such a good idea. But they can definitely, I feel like they could definitely do that with factions now, even though they've pretty much, James, I don't know if you know, you can get faction armor and weapons now for all of them. They're just oh. random drops in certain areas, yeah. So mm. you can just get, uh, I've gotten random pieces of Future War Cult, um, New Monarchy, and Dead Orbit armor, as well as the weapons uh, at certain points just from drops. I forget what areas, but yeah, like, they put in a lot of year one stuff now that you can regain. Um, so that's been interesting. They're also... Uh, so this was one last thing I actually wanted to talk about before we end. They're going a little bit over, but did you hear about the uh, retiring of weapons and armor and stuff? They're going to be like kind of taking certain armor and weapons away. No, I hadn't heard this. Yeah, so uh, it's a whole thing about it where it's like it'll now give people more of a drive to get new stuff and take away stuff. Instead of like, hey, we're nerfing these guns because they're too powerful they're going hey we're retiring these guns so instead of it instead of them altering and ruining the type of power this gun gives you they're just taking the gun away entirely so at least you don't get angry about it being trash now so it doesn't get altered but now you i don't know so i don't know if it means hmm. like if it's in your vault it's gone or it just means like you now no longer can earn these weapons and uh, armor pieces but it basically gives it so it's more focused and contained just like you know uh they have talked about at a certain point they're taking out certain modes like uh you don't necessarily need escalation protocol blind well menagerie and all the like two different types of gambit and things like that like they've been saying like you know we'll take out certain parts just so it's more focused you don't need this much stuff and some of this stuff doesn't have a purpose anymore depending on it um, I don't know if that means, like, if you're doing that, if this uh, changes certain quests or anything else like that. Just because I do, um, there, there's, if you listen to Fireteam Chat, they kind of go back and forth about it a little bit. I guess, how would you feel, like, if, let's say, it's just taken out completely, eventually maybe you can get it again, but only, like, these are now non-permanent armor and items. So maybe your vault automatically now has more space ironically uh but also you can now like you're now more so focused like you're i guess do you feel like how do you, how would you feel about that i guess yeah without I guess asking it, more and more i guess it depends on what weapons and armor they're getting rid of i it sounds like they wouldn't try with like exotics or anything like something notable or whatever but I, I don't know, like, there's plenty of guns and weapons in, like, 
armor in my vault that I have just to have. So I'm sure some of it I could live without. Like, I guess if they're if they're folk, what's what's the word I'm looking for? If their idea is to focus the game better, then like I'm okay with trying that. I just don't like the idea of them getting rid of game modes and stuff. Because like, I don't know. Granted, so you'd want them to keep. A less escalation protocol, blind well, menagerie, all of those at the same time, even though you may not utilize them necessarily or have a purpose for them, or they don't like, have like the powerful drops anymore. So, I guess the main purpose of doing escalation protocol at this point is like if you have any quests to kill. Um, it was actually great for laurel production for destinations. For what? Uh, for guarding, it was useful in guarding games specifically, mm -hmm. like. Um, but yeah, uh, like, if you yeah. have any quests for killing Hive, like, that was a great way to do it, like, super fast. But, like, yeah, no one really plays Escalation Protocol for, like, its intended purpose anymore. Unless you like, want the Aikilos weapons. Yeah, that's fair. So, I can see, and plus they've already kind of moved on to, like, new Rasputin DLC, or story stuff. So, I yeah. can see why they would, story-wise, get rid of it. Uh, I think I'm just a little worried about them getting rid of Blindwell before I ever really played. Like, I think I played it, like, once or twice. I guess at a certain point, though, too, it's, like, Blindwell's well over a year old. That's also true. And, and it I just means, like, as a player, I guess you just never got to it. It's like, you know, if it, let's say it's, what if it's something seasonal currently? Because you know how they've been doing seasonal stuff where, like, yeah, uh, when true. Shadowkeep launched, there was the Vex offensive stuff. And that's no longer there. Like, you don't have that anymore. That was just for that season. Yeah, I guess when it comes down to it, I've never been the kind of Destiny player who really needed to have everything that there is. So I personally wouldn't mind as much as uh, other people might about like losing like certain pieces of armor and stuff. Like I guess if they really need to get rid of certain game modes because they're either obsolete or there's just like too much to do in the game at this point that it doesn't seem focused i would be fine with them getting rid of those modes if there's a way to get those like bits of gear some other way but it all but it also sounds like they're trying to get to focus down like the um the gear list or whatever you want to yeah. call it like your so, i guess I your know. collections and whatnot so like i really don't know what the solution for that would be okay or even why they like that is a problem yeah, so I, I guess just for balancing. Yeah, because it's it's more so like yeah, it's um, people. It's the argument of like you know what's the point of getting new stuff if my old stuff is still better, but also people are going like, you're gonna every after all that time I worked into getting this like fuck it, let's say like the recluse mountaintop Luna's howl, um, not forgotten yeah. those like PvP ones that you have to fucking I killed myself to get these guns like it took for ever to get these guns along with um revoker and stuff and with they go hey we're gonna take these away part of me would definitely be like that would be super annoying if it was all one that ones, it takes forever to earn all that fucking time i put into it holy shit but the other so i i'm at this of two ways one i'm like the collector in me is like damn you like i'm still trying to go through it like there's a backlog of stuff and I'm a semi-completionist when it comes to this game. I'm not trying to do every single triumph. I'm not trying to get all those seals that making me 
kill myself oh, to do ridiculous. it. So say forever. Yeah, and so. I'm not doing. I'm not even like maxing out and going through and dedicating myself to all three characters, like all three classes. I'm just focusing on my hunters. So I want like I do want to get when I come to complete completing it. I want to do like all the quests. I want to get all of the gear and weapons for my hunter, and then certain traps and seals. But it's not like imperative or anything else like that. Um. So that said, part of me, the collector in me, is like. Well, don't, you know, I don't want this taken away, and I don't, like, I still have all this to do. At the same time, though, I have all these, so that's that part of me. That's actually a smaller part of me now, whereas the other part of me, which is actually secretly be relieved by this, would be, um, you know, I have all these other games I still want to play. Uh, there's all this stuff still to do in Destiny 2, but I'd love to have that feeling of I'm caught up and not behind on all these different different yeah. parts of different seasons i guess so if they took out an entire area of this entire season's worth or these collections of like gear and weapons that maybe i don't have yet and meaning i don't have to go and hunt out for these types of things still or like do these specific maybe extra quests or things like that um it would make me feel i guess a little bit less in-game stressed in terms of, like in for that kind of thing like it, it can be just kind of looking at the amount of stuff you want to do just like having a backlog even though it's like for leisure for casual fun can at sometimes be stressful just because you know you think about it and you want to be like i want to be caught up with everything and i want to be currently just being like oh yeah i have nothing to play i can just multiplayer stuff until the new game comes out and i just knock the fuck out of that and just go all in because I, I don't have to worry about playing any of the other stuff or I don't want to play other stuff because I my issue is it's I, I just like too many things and that's always been my biggest issue and I've been trying to still cut things out and everything else but uh, like I said during this quarantine I've been doing great in it because I've been able to knock out honestly if I looked at my let's play list I have over a dozen games on this list now because I've gotten through a lot of games and I mean a lot like not just playing games, I've beaten 12 games on this list at the very least, like, since yeah. this quarantine started. Yeah, I've gotten through a lot, um, and I'm still, go like, there's a lot more. I'm currently in 2016, and the goal is to hopefully go through 2017 by the time Last of Us comes out. I don't think it's gonna happen, but I'm still gonna see if I can at least get halfway through 2017 or something. We'll see. But I actually had the thought earlier that I might want to replay The Last of Us Remastered right before i start playing the last of us too oh god don't don't say that to me i don't want to, i don't want to do that i would almost kind of want to do that but i don't know um yeah so that's kind of how i'd feel about it so in a way i would honestly be more than fine with even if they took away the shit i worked tirelessly to get i would be okay with them mainly like taking away specific weapons and armor not to mention like it's okay for other modes too because i'm like okay now i have less than i need to do and more so than, like, it's a more relaxed feel of, like, oh, what do I feel like doing in Destiny today? Oh, I don't feel like even playing Destiny today. I can finally touch Division, things like that. Like, I, I, I'm okay with that. And just, just fucking actually secretly just do it. Fucking do it. Make my life easier. It's fine. Yeah, that's uh, been my Destiny 2 time. I uh, actually also just, Iron Banner just came and went, so I finished that. This week I'm actually focusing on, um, I haven't started yet at all, but... They're doing, uh, like, double infamy, and I think the weekend's, like, triple, probably. I'm trying to get the actual Dredgen seal, like, the Dredgen title. Ooh, neat. Um, which, I'm missing one last thing, James. I'm missing a ghost. To get that ghost, you have to reset your infamy three times in one season. Oh, ugh. 
Yeah, I'm, I've done it once, and I'm like halfway through the second time, so that's why I'm like, I'll just be doing that nonstop this weekend, maybe. Well, I'm doing a bunch of other shit that doesn't involve gaming, but like, um, I have a longer weekend, luckily, so I can kind of just like hit that up a lot and just kind of get as many bounties as possible to knock out and just see how far I can get with it. Um, if I can get it this weekend, I would be quite pleased because I'm, I'm, I don't want to keep playing Gambit. <laughs> it's like the last thing I need to do with Gambit, and then I can just kind of. Unless I want to just get the weekly powerful or pinnacle drop or whatever it is now, um, I, I won't really need to touch it for a bit, which will be nice to kind of eliminate one type of mode that I have to keep coming back to. Uh, yeah. Um, all right, so that's pretty much it. We're, like I said, going to come back with episode 48 very soon. Uh, we're probably, the main thing we'll be talking about is, I don't want to talk about it here, but just know it's a special it's a special cut of something that we finally are getting that I'm so excited. We'll be, I'll be spilling my guts over it next uh, episode. It's so, literally maybe the biggest like movie news we've had. It's the biggest victory. Time. It's like it feels like I won. I won, James. I won. I'm so happy. I can I can take that hashtag off of my Twitter account now on my bio. I've had that on my Twitter bio forever now. Um, Damn. But nice. yeah. So uh, if you have any questions. Or, like, if you guys want to ask us questions, you can email us at SudraSideTalk. If you are the first, if your question is the first one read on an episode, you'll get a copy of Midnight Ultra, which is a game on Steam that I did uh, some sound design for, or I did the sound design for. Uh, if also you want to leave us any positive or negative feedback about the show, of course, email us at SudraSideTalk at gmail.com. Same email. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow at Sutra Side Talk. If you want to follow James on Twitter, you can follow at Invader Jim124. If you want to follow me, you can at GoGoComzilla. And of course, uh, to help us out uh, is to, like, obviously we don't really don't receive money or anything. We actually lose money, or I lose money doing this kind of thing. Uh, just, you know, subscribe, follow, uh, like, five-star review, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, we are now on Google Podcast, because uh, that was previously, I think, it's now branched off from Google Play Music, so now it's actual Google Podcasts, and of course, Apple Pod. I think Apple Podcasts, I said that already? Oh, SoundCloud, that's what I didn't say. Yeah, so SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, which I think you could still find us on Google Play Music, but why would you when there's Google Podcast now, I guess? I don't know. But yeah, so whatever the type of review it is or subscription like that kind of thing that's what helps us out just because you know the more positive stuff it gets i think i guess the higher it goes when you search for things and you kind of see things appear so that's really what helps us and of course the biggest thing you can do is you know share it with your friends family other people you know just kind of send it out there if you see us on twitter posting it like i'm, I'm hey i tweeted out the show new episodes out retweet that that honestly is what really helps us uh is just kind of word of mouth and things like that um yeah. Uh, otherwise, we will catch you very shortly. Since this is Thursday, I'm going to try to either edit this uh, today or tomorrow. Uh, so this should be this will be out for sure on Friday easily. Uh, so you guys will have it at least by Friday night at the very latest. But until uh, later on this week, we'll catch you later. Thanks for listening.